This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then. I am not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say. All right, Houston, we'll let this play a little bit, Mr. Producer. Let's just kind of dim it down a little bit. This is one of my favorite movies. Again, Houston, if you haven't seen it, The Greatest Showman, it is fantastic. And the music is phenomenal. And this song in particular uh, is just an amazing song called This Is Me. It's a real defiant song about this is who I am and people need to love me for who I am, but I love myself. And we'll hear the whole thing at the end. And so I just uh, want to keep you posted, but you're going to love these words. When the sharpest words want to cut me down, I'm going to send a flood, going to drown them out. I am brave. I am bruised. I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. And so that's something that I think young kids, we've got to instill that in our young kids all the time. I happen to have, I want to say everybody loves Raymond, but everybody loves Jay Raymond. And Jay Raymond is a good friend of mine. He's here with me. So let's give him a round of applause. Now, Jay is a very interesting man because he's an entrepreneur. And how I got to know Jay is because during COVID, and sometimes we forget how bad COVID was, but Jay, you remember vividly, I'm sure, and, you, and, and everyone in Houston, you're going to understand why in a second. When I really wanted to answer the call in Houston for people who called me saying, I can't get masks, I can't get hand sanitizer, um, I asked my good friend, Senator Boris Miles, Boris, the community's calling me, I've, what can I do? And he didn't tell me to call Ghostbusters. Remember that movie, Ghostbusters? Said, who are you going to call? He didn't tell me who you're going to call. He, he said, Call Jay Raymond. And Jay here is a good friend of mine now, and he owns two pharmacies in town and has really been, I guess, one of the big distributors to really help people in need on all of these things. So welcome, Mr. Jay Raymond. Jay, say hello to Houston. Hello, Houston. How are you? So tell us about, now, you are an entrepreneur. You own some pharmacies, but you also own a sports marketing and management company. Is that right? Correct. So tell us. How the heck does an entrepreneur become a pharmacist and a sports management uh, and marketing company? Tell us about your journey. Well, uh, first of all, you know, coming from Chicago, people in the community helped me to be who I am today. And I just want to be somebody to help people and pass it forward. So RSJ got started. I had a few cousins go to the NFL and to the NBA. And... At that time, I think I just came out of University of Chicago, getting ready to go to Full Sail University. And my cousin was paying somebody $10,000 a month uh, to do marketing for him. I never saw any commercials. I never seen anything, no print ads. So I'm like, Interesting. you paying this guy for that? I was, I was like, he's robbing you. He's like, well, can you do better? I'm like, I, I, I think I can. So he moved me to Orlando, Florida, 
and uh, which is where Full Sail University is at. And I just started talking to business owners and tell them about my cousin. Hey, it's Jerry Reynolds. He played for the Orlando Magic. He's starting guard. And after that, we was eating free at restaurants. Then next thing you know, I had a car deal for him. And I was gone from there. The rest of six of my cousins, they hired me to take care of them. Holy stuff. cow. Well, so it's not like you said to yourself when you were a young boy, you know what, I think I want to be a sports management and marketing company. You just, I mean, you never thought that. No. That's the Lord intervening and putting a pathway for you. And we talk a lot about uh, the Lord and things of that nature on this show. We'll talk more about it, but I think we have a caller already. Joe. Joe, Mr. Joe, are you there? I am. How are you? Joe, speak to me. You got Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert, and you got Mr. Jay Raymond here, and we're going to talk a lot more with Jay. But go ahead, Joe. The, the, the mic is yours. Well, I just called in because uh, I'm so uh, happy uh, that you have this program, uh, and I recognize you know the, the necessary relationship that we all have a requirement for with the Lord. And I know the benefits of putting him first. And uh, I know that, you know, he is uh, a, a wonderful Lord. And, and the fact that he will never forsake us and has provided us with salvation and an eternal life, as long as we believe in him and are obedient to him, is something that, from a testimonial point of view, I can share with everyone. Uh, because I've been from rags to riches and from riches to rags and even in those courses, I've found that the greatest blessing of them all is the peace of mind that God provides. And so I'm just um, so um, full of love for him that I wanted to share it uh, with you and with your audience. Joe, that is wonderful. You are a real prince. Tell us a little bit more about you, Joe. Are you a Houstonian? Uh, what, what does that know? Tell, tell us a little bit about you. Are you a Houstonian? I am, I'm a Christian, but I don't know what uh, that Are you from Houston? No, 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 no. I am from, uh, I am from Little Rock, Arkansas, who's a young guy who had no idea what investment banking was. I went to Solomon in 81, uh, and now I'm living in uh, Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Well, that is fantastic. I can't thank you enough for... Um telling us about your story. Why don't you give us a shout out. What else would you like to share here with Houston before we take our next caller? Well, I would just like to just praise you for your program. And, uh, and, and I think that the way that you're conducting it, it's going to uh, grow and grow because people are going to find more and more. You can't come through life alone. You need the savior. And as a result of that, I just think that, uh, uh, you're, your program is going to increase in abundance, and I'm wishing you all, uh, all, all the well that can come from being here and having a relationship with God. Well, Joe, thank you so much for your kind words. We really, really appreciate it. So we'll have you back again. I hope you call in again. That's Joe. Joe, those are wonderful, wonderful words. And again, for all of you who are listening, this is all about talk, inspiration, and prayer. Because you know what? As Joe said, you know, the Lord is first, and What's very interesting is there's a book, and it was about, uh, and you may remember, remember um, Brian's song? Yes. Okay. Yes. Brian's song about Brian Piccolo, Gail mm -hmm. Sayers, their relationship. Yep. Well, the book is called uh, I Am Third, 
And it's the Lord is first, my friends are second, and I am third. And that's what the whole thesis of that book is. But I think going back to Joe's point, there's a lot of good in the world going on. And we don't hear about the good in the world. Like we don't hear all the things that Mr. J. Raymond did when, when we needed to find a way to buy supplies and things to get out to Houston. We sent things to Detroit. We sent things to New Orleans. Uh, he was there for us. But before I do that, I know we have another caller. Uh, Pastor Childress, are you on? I am. This is Pastor uh, Robert Childress of Covenant Glen. Uh, listen, Pastor Childress is is really, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Someone's like your spiritual rock. But that's what you are to me, Pastor Childress. You really oh, have been an insp inspiration to me. I've seen you in service. And I mean, I, you know, I want to just uh, stand up and, and say, hey, amen, every time I see you, Pastor. Oh, that's so kind of you. Well, Pastor, well, you're amazing. And we have Jay Raymond here again. Jay is, was really, Pastor, when people needed help and needed medical supplies, he owns two pharmacies and, in town. And what are the names of the pharmacies again? One, I know, was the Community Houston Pharmacy. Always First Pharmacy. Always First Pharmacy. In Richmond. And boy, I mean, did everybody just call you and say, you got to help me, Jay. I need masks. I need sanitizer. Well, uh, funny enough, a lot of people didn't call, but the most people called me was from uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and uh, Chicago, and a few other places. The only people who called me in Houston uh, was yourself, and then the people in that community, they knew we had it, and I had my mom, who's 84 years old, she was handling all the PPE stuff for me, and she was basically really giving stuff away. She's just like, uh, I know you're not charging them for this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a beautiful story. Well, let me ask you this, uh, Pastor Childress. How did the, the, the whole church, have are y'all back now, Pastor? Yes, we are. We're back at 8 o'clock and 11 o'clock. Back slowly, about 40%. Still, the majority of the congregation is worshiping virtually. And let me ask you this, Pastor. How did everybody come through in the congregation? I mean, everybody came. Everybody came every, through? Everybody came through very well, very well. They... Uh, uh, was very obedient to the vaccination. Uh, the majority of the congregation has been vaccinated. And, uh, God was kind and spared us. We didn't have as many deaths as as others might have had in, in, in other parts of our, our city and our society. So we certainly thank God for that. Well, amen for that, because, you know, um, I just don't understand this view of uh, and I'm not being political at all, but when people say, I don't want to get vaccinated, my whole view is go see your doctor and listen to your doctor and make the decision Correct. after you talk to your doctor and to stay away from all these blogs and everything on the Internet. And just it, doesn't that make sense to you, Jay? Just go talk to your doctor. Very much so. Yeah. But, but you know, a lot of people, it, it somehow became, Pastor Childress, a, a political litmus test. And I'll tell you just a tragic story here, Pastor, and we'll have to pray for him. There's a gentleman that I knew, and uh, he was abroad, uh, and he'd been working there for a few years, and he came to the States to take his son to uh, some university in Florida. And this is a true story, because I just found out about what all this happened no more than a month ago. And he came here to take his son to school, et cetera, and he's one of those proud principled anti-vaxxers and he never got the 
vaccine. He was against it. And he would talk out against it for all the reasons you read about in the blogs. Well, he got the virus. And very quickly, they had to induce a coma on him because they were trying to save his life. And do you know what? He didn't make it. Mm. Just like that, Pastor. So his son, what should have been a glorious time to be going to college and checking him in, now doesn't have a father. And his wife, who was over there in in Europe, who thought his father, I mean, her husband was just coming in to check in their son, now doesn't have her husband. And I don't know. Part of me wants to say, did that have to happen? I don't know. And sometimes, Pastor, I just, uh, I don't know, maybe I just don't have as strong a faith as I should. But sometimes I say to myself, how, I mean, I just don't understand God's plan sometimes, you know. Pastor, do people tell you that? I mean, where is all this going? Yes, yes. You know, in light of that, I, I, I really encourage people, let's take our chances with the vaccine and not the virus. And a lot of times we have to learn how to trust God when we can't really understand what God is doing. The Bible said that our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his ways, but he is sovereign and he is in charge and he is in control. And uh, I just believe that the will of God would never carry us where his grace can't keep us. And so uh, we may not always understand his plan, but we have to trust him. We have to. Tr- and I love to say it like this, uh, Gilbert, and that is that when we can't trust him, when we can't trust him, when we can't understand him as God, let's trust him as father. And that's why when Jesus was on that cross, he said, Father, Father, into thy hands. I commend my spirit, but before he, but after he, but before he said that, he said, "My God, my God, why is thou forsaken me?" And so we don't always understand him as God and his purpose, but he is Abba. He is our Father. He's our Creator. He loves us. He gave his only Son who died for our sins. So, just we just gotta we have to trust him as Father. I love that concept. We may not understand. But we just need to trust. And I guess that's what yes. faith is all about there, Pastor. Pastor, i got to exactly. ask you a personal question, if you don't mind. Now, Certainly. you're my spiritual advisor, so I can get away with asking you this question. So, Jay, don't think of me like, what are you asking the pastor that? But, <laughs> Pastor, was there a moment that you remember where God called you to serve him? I mean, do you remember, was there an aha moment where, like, a message came and said, you're going to become a man of the cloth? Do you remember that moment? I do. I do. I remember. As a matter of fact, I, I, uh, I answered that call as a young man. When I say a young man, I was a, I was 18 years of age. Wow. Uh, my senior in, I was a senior in high school. And, um, <clears throat> I remember the very moment, you know, in church, I remember the dreams. I remember the vision. I remember, you know, the Bible says that, you know, something is from God. If it comes out of the mouth of, of, of two or three witnesses and, these things, these things kept happening in, in sequential events. Uh, you know, the dreams, the, the, the visions, the people talking to me. And the more I would run from it, the more conversations that I would have. And in one moment in church, that was just a piece. Prior to that, I was total turmoil and running and confusion. But I'll never forget that moment in service where that was just a piece that came over me. And uh, and when I made that decision at that moment, you know, I received clarity. Uh, I received peace. It was a feeling that is in that, that I can't describe. But I knew I knew, you know, anything is from God when you had total peace with it. 
And when I received that total peace, that was my aha experience, my aha moment. So. Well, I can, you know what? You may not be able to describe it, but you know what? I sure feel it in your voice. Can't you, Jay? I mean, don't you feel it? I, I, can, I can feel your peace. Pastor, would yeah. you say a prayer for all of us in Houston? Actually, the world, but let's, yes. you know, we'll start small with Houston here on this virus to get on the other side of the virus and for all of us to come to terms with this concert and this, this senseless loss of life. We just, you know, we got to just come together and, I don't know, yes. hold our hands, pray together, but come together to get through this. Would you please say a prayer for us? I sure will. I, I'm honored to. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for being God and being God all by yourself. God, you're sovereign. God, you're loving. You're gracious. You're all-powerful, God. You're all-knowing. You're everywhere, dear God, and you're a God of love, a God of grace and peace. And we just thank you for this glorious day, dear God, that you've allowed us to be a part of. And God, we know right now that everything is in your sovereign control. And we ask that you keep, dear God, the city of Houston, dear God. You keep the world. You keep the state, every continent, God. You keep us in the midst of all of the turmoil, dear God, that is happening as a result of this coronavirus. And God, we pray that you keep this new coronavirus from continuing to spread as we put our hands in your hands. And, and God, that we use the wisdom, God, the wisdom that that you have given us, oh God, to make wise choices and wise decisions. And God, we just pray right now that you would just uh, uh, continue to watch over all of our first-line responders and caretakers, takers, your doctors, your nurses, your technicians, and God, the school teachers and all of our officials, oh God. We know that they are instruments of healing. And God, we pray that you would just continue to keep them and inspire them to lead and guide us through this entire virus. And the God, as Gibber said, God, there's a lot of good that's in the world, God. And we know that there's so much around us, so much sickness and hurt and pain and, and injustice that blinds us from seeing the goodness that is taking place in this world, oh God. And we pray that you just remove the blinders, dear God, and that you'll bless talk shows like this that has given us a new perspective to see the goodness of the Lord, to see the things that are great that is happening in your creation. And God, we thank you right now that we're on the other side of this and that you're leading us and that you're guiding us. Dear God, in mysterious ways, but also in obvious ways. Anoint, dear God, this, this radio program today. Anoint Gilbert Garcia and Garcia and Hamilton, dear God, and all of our, our leaders in our city, dear God, that is making a difference in so many lives. And every person that is listening out there in Radio Land, dear God, we just pray that whatever is out of order in their lives, it is set in order today, dear God. And this is just a piece that is helping them, oh God, to put it all in place. We love you. We praise you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name, we ask these blessings in faith as the people together in unity in their own spirit say together, amen. 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 Pastor, that was wonderful. I, uh, I really thank you. So, Houston, thank let's thank Pastor me. Childress. Pastor, we'll see you soon. I'll come see you at church. So we'll Sounds great. Thank you, sir. We'll sign off to the Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Childress. And, Jay, let's come back to you for a second because um, so you got to see the evolution of all these testing Yes. Tell us a little bit about this whole concept of when you prick the finger versus you do the things in your nose versus you put the saliva. Just educate all of our listeners of what are those different things and what, in your opinion, is sort of a better or not better? Or what's the differences? Well, 
Well, uh, the difference, you got the antibodies and then you got the antigen test. And my partner is good friends of mine. He was in Wuhan when this virus first took off. No kidding. And I didn't even hit the U.S. yet. And he called me probably like 3.30, 4 in the morning, panicking on FaceTime. And I'm seeing all these people going crazy. It's like, it's coming to the U.S., it's coming to the U.S. Jay, you got to get ready. So his brother is a scientist. And he was making these tests. Uh, a week later, he started making the, uh, it was the prick test. The one that would take a little bit of your yeah, blood? Okay. Take a little bit of blood. It was the antibodies test. So he started making these in their lab. And, you know, trying to get it out FDA approved and EUA approved so he could get it out there. Within two weeks, it hit the U.S. and it just went crazy from there. So he came out with the test. He got the EUA approval first. He didn't get the FDA, but he got the EUA. And that was uh, good enough to authorize use only. What, what's an antibody? When someone says it's an antibody test, what does that really mean? Well, the antibodies for the test, they want to know if you have something in you that's already been around it and that's actually fighting it off, or if you've been exposed to someone else. So basically... So that's a good thing to have antibodies. Yeah. That's a good okay, thing. okay. That's a good thing. But the problem is you got these people that they call... Um, the one, that, that self-carriers, that it, it, they immune to it, they have it, but they pass it to everybody else, so it's still dangerous. I see. So that's where people was getting mixed up at. Well, the people that was coming to us anyway, you know, they was like, well, I don't feel sick, I'm not doing this, but everybody in their house has it but them. Interesting. So, so the antibody isn't necessarily the end all. No. It just lets you know if you've had it, which I guess means you have less likelihood to get it. Right. Or if you, uh, yeah, so if you've been, been exposed to somebody, mm -hmm. which, you know, it's kind of confusing. That's why a lot of people are like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. I'm not letting nobody stick nothing up my nose, which me personally, I like the saliva better than the nose because everything come, goes to the throat and you get a better with saliva. You know, it's just like a DNA test. You get you get a better result with the saliva. I see. To me. So the nose that was like the first test. Yeah. Did it take some time for them to figure out how to do the saliva? Is that why? Yes. Well, the saliva was in a process of getting credentialed to get put out I there. see. So the nose, of course, they, they went to the nose swab first, you know, because you have a lot of these major companies. That's what they came up with. And, you know, like I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get political about it, but that's what they pushed out first. Yep. You know, but a lot of people didn't like that. Well, in a, in a black community... You know, they don't want nobody sticking up in their nose. They watching TV, seeing people get nosebleeds, seeing people right. get nosebleeds. So we had to come up, they had to come up with something to get everybody tested. So the saliva came out right on time. Very interesting. I know we have another caller here. Mr. Mark, are you there, Mark? I am. Mark, I am. how are oh, you? Yeah. You're here with me. This is Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert. And by the way, we're 11 to 11.45 every Monday, KWWJ, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM at Keep Walking with Jesus. Mark, what do you got? You got anything for me or you got something for Mr. J. Raymond? Uh, probably for both of you. I mean, I, I, I understand the subject is uh, COVID today. Yes. COVID, yeah, testing, I mean, everything else. Mr. J. Raymond uh, owns two pharmacies. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can just tell you about my experience with it. Did you have I, I mean, COVID? I'm, I did, I, I, and I'm 60, 62, and uh, 
it was fairly mild, but it was kind of a shock because I don't, I don't, and I've been vaccinated. Oh, you had, you got it after being vaccinated? Yeah. So I, I got the Pfizer vaccine and, uh, you know, everything was fine. It was just, um, kind of a strange, uh, turn of events because I didn't expect to get it and I don't really go anywhere. So, and I, you know, um, I was just very surprised to get it, uh, but it was fairly mild. But what I did, um, and I don't know what you guys think of it, but I got that monoclonal antibody treatment, like literally the day the day of me discovering that I tested positive. And what is that again, Mark? I don't. It's it's it's, it's some it's a, a a treatment that increases your body's response to potential symptoms. I guess so. And it worked for me, you know. And so I wonder if you getting vaccinated is what made it mild for you. Probably. Yeah. I would, I would think so. Well, let me ask you this, Mark, and I really appreciate you sharing your story with all of us. Um, did you lose, like, you know, you read about this, and Jay, you probably know better than I do, but you read about people who say, I lost my sense of smell or I lost my taste. Did that happen to you, Mark? Oh, yeah. That was the number one sign that... I had a little bit of a fever and a cough, and uh, but the, the, the key was losing my sense of taste and smell. You know what? I can't yeah. even imagine what that's like. I guess it's because I've always been able to smell and taste. But So what does that mean when you lose your taste and smell? You, I mean, literally, literally, like the only thing you could taste or sense in your was, was like something sweet or sour it was, and, or salty. That was about it. Other than that, you literally could not taste. Jay, does that, does that sound familiar to you? Is that what people tell you? Yeah, a lot of people say that, but I'm interested. Uh, so how long after your second vaccine was it before you caught COVID, or did you catch it when you got your first shot? No, I had my second one May 4th. Okay. And so I caught this probably three, oh, I know when I caught it, October, October 12th. I think the moral of the story is you cannot ever let your guard down. You got to get vaccinated, but you still got to be diligent and practice yeah. social, wash your hands and all those things. I guess, Mark, you have no sense of where or how you got it probably, right? No, no idea because I don't go to concerts or parties or anything like that. Mark, it could have yeah. been something real simple because, like, tell you, wash your hands constantly. Like, even though yeah. you don't go a lot of places, you may have been to the grocery store. You look at someone on the yeah. shelf, look at the label, read the label, put it back. You go touch something else, read the label, put it back. You can catch yeah, it like yeah. that as well. But the vaccine was good because you could have got a lot sicker had you not got the vaccine. So, oh, yeah. 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 So pretty much. Remember, as a matter of fact, so I, I know I have a friend who died, died from it. And he was not vaccinated. Oh, my wow, goodness. Terrible. That is terrible. Yeah, it was just terrible. It's just the way I look at it, it's like being healthy, staying alive is not it's not an accident. You have to actively like uh, use whatever's available to help yeah. you stay healthy. Well, and you know what? You can't take a chance with your life. Well, Mark, exactly. well, thank you for being on the phone. Right, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Thank you for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. This is a tip from Gilbert. So thank you, Mark. I know we have another caller. Let's let our another caller in. Or did they drop? Did we have them drop? Oh, we had a drop there. Did uh, Is she on the phone? She's going to call back. 
Okay, yeah, we have a drop, but she'll call back. So let's go back. So, Jay, so you, we started with the antibody, the pricking mm -hmm. of the fingers. Then we had the nose, and then a lot of people were just like, and by the way, I have allergies, so the biggest fear I had was something going deep into my my whatever what are you, cavities here whatever whatever this is called and then the saliva when as soon as that came out I'm like well I am doing the saliva so that's good to know that that's somehow in your mind even better well it is, it's just like if anybody go take a DNA test you know they're gonna swab them and get the saliva glands that's what they get so in my mind I'm like okay this is the test that we're gonna use in the community because I've been to events where People were giving out turkeys for people who got tested, okay? And once they found out that we were going in their nose, we lost probably like over 50% of the people because they said, forget that turkey. I'm not letting nobody stick nothing in my nose. No kidding. And, they, and they, the line just dispersed once they found out that that was happening. Yeah. And so. Well, you know what? I think I would have left my turkey there too. I, I'd have done the same thing. Well, let me, let me ask this, Jay. So then what's going on in the African-American community? People say that, that when you look, relatively speaking, while everyone, including the black community, Hispanic community, are, are now getting more and more vac vaccinated, but still the lowest rates of vaccination are in the minority community, your yes. community, mine. Is that right? Yes, it is. And why yes. do you think that is? Yes, it's really a shame because, like you was talking about looking at blogs and sites, well, they're taking old, old studies you know, uh, for like the Tuskegee Airmen and mm -hmm. things like that. And they think, oh, they're trying to inject us with something in the long run. We're going to have this or we're going to have that. But, you know, it's not like that at all. I mean, if you really do your research on, this, on, on these vaccines and everything, and, they'll t and they, they said it already, yes, this vaccine, we're not saying that you won't get it again, but we're saying it'll, it'll, it'll preserve your life if you do get it after the vaccine. And so they're getting like, well, if... If, if I'm gonna get it anyway, I might as well just get it. But they missing the in the middle part of it'll help you save your life if you have it. Mm -hmm. They skip over that part and just go to the end part. Yeah, anything to better your life and yeah. add years and time to your life because we're on this planet one time, and no one knows what the Lord's you know uh, time is for us. But you sure want to make sure you make it easy for Him to give you more time. Well, let me ask you this. Oh, I think we have another caller here. So hold on one second there, Jay and listeners. But you're on with a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. And remember, call in 832-570-8075. The success of this show is based on all of you calling in because it's your show. It's our show. And again, we're at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. You can write me. I'm on Facebook. We're all on Facebook everything else, including my own Facebook. But we have another caller. Do we have a Sarah on the phone? Yes, this is Sarah. Sarah, you you're on with me, Gilbert. A tip from Gilbert. And I have my good friend here, Jay Raymond, from, I want to say from Everybody Loves Raymond, but that's not correct. He is the original <laughs> Raymond of Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, but go, go for it, Sarah. What do you got? What do you got for me or him? Oh, I just want to share my experience. Um, you guys were talking about you know, COVID and the antibodies and things like that. Um, my um, my three-year-old actually got it a few months ago. And um, it was, you know, she had, you know, flu-like symptoms. And, you know, she ended up being okay. But I think it's, you know, really important that 
we get vaccinated because no one else in the house got it. So, and, you know, we were vaccinated Very and interesting. we had been exposed before. Yeah. So, so how, how many are in your household there, Miss Sarah? Um, it is me, my husband, my two dollars. Two daughters and my mother-in-law is there. So five, a lot. So, so five, <laughs> yeah. five of y'all were there. Everybody's vaccinated, but I guess your daughter. Right, the kiddos. Right, the two daughters. The were, you know, at that two time kids. when we got vaccinated, yes. And yet, but one child got it. Did the other child get it? No. She How didn't. interesting! Isn't that amazing, right. Jay? I mean, it just—it's just—it's just random. Do you have any sense here, like? Like, did anybody at her school? Did she go to school? Yes. I, did anybody I'm at the school have sure it? I'm pretty sure it was from daycare. I'm pretty sure. Because she goes to, like, a daycare type uh, therapy center. And I'm pretty sure it was from daycare. Because That's it's, common. you know, yep. yeah. The well, you kiddos, and the thing about the kiddos is, you know, they couldn't get vaccinated until now. And I think now it's still, like, six years and older, five years. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what the cutoff is, but, you know, they're still spreading stuff around. And that's the scary part. Well, you know, I've, I have four children, so I've gone through it. I'm a, I'm a veteran. I'm a pro. Uh, and my, my baby's 15, so I'm way past the daycare. But I remember vividly all <laughs> they do there in daycare. They have runny noses. They're touching everything and they're touching each <laughs> right. other. And I mean, it's just, you know, that's kids. So, I mean, how could you possibly, I mean, it's really, when you think about it, Jay, amazing that we're even here kind of on the verge, or maybe we're already here on the other side of the virus, and that all these kids didn't get it. I mean, it's really, when you think about it, right, the way the kids are so active and touching each other and runny noses and this and that, and uh, tubes in their ears, and, you know, it's amazing, isn't the it? Scary thing, the scariest thing about kids getting this virus it's just like a flu or a cold. Everyone knows a, a, a child's immunity uh, is, is strong. So if a child gives an adult right. a cold or the flu, it's 10 times worse than what they got. No kidding. So, you mean for the adult? For the adult. That's why oh, getting wow. vaccinated is so important. So let's say your child goes to a daycare or to a preschool or whatever, and he contracts it from another kid, brings it home. If he's not vaccinated, that could be detrimental. Wow. Well, let me ask you this, Miss Sarah. How's your uh, your child now? Is it a boy or a girl? If you said it, I apologize. Is it a boy or a girl? Two, two daughters. Two, da- two daughters. And, uh, and my youngest, yeah. My youngest is the one who got it. What's um, she's, she's good. She's good? You she's know, totally passed it, everything? Resilient. Yes. What's, what's really amazing, and thank Lord, that, you know, when you think about, are they both little? They're both little, uh, six and three. It's amazing that the other one didn't get it. Because, you know, the thing about kids is they're always messing with each other and touching each other and fighting with each other, at least my kids. I mean, uh, it's amazing that only one got it, isn't it, sir? Right. It's Yeah, it's strange. But also, like, you know, if you're exposed or you have those antibodies or, you know, whatever it was that protected us, something was protecting us. Well, or, you know, the Lord was protecting yes. us. Yes. Well, that's really what it's all about. I believe the Lord was protecting you. Well, let's say goodbye to Miss Sarah. Sarah, thank you for calling. Thank you for sharing us your personal story. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Nice to talk to you guys. Thank you, madam. I think we have another caller here. Let's let's let through. Do we have another caller? Caller, are you there? Are you there? Is this Miss Eva Laredo? 
Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Hello, this Eva, Eva, how are you? You are talking to a tip from Gilbert. You're on Keep Walking with Jesus, KWWJ. And for everyone out there, Eva, of course, is our District 8 Houston Community College trustee. And she is up for re-election. She has a runoff. So, Eva, tell us again. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, number one, thank you for calling. I'm going to give you the mic here in a second. Yes. Early voting is November 29th to December 7th. Is that correct? That is correct. And yes. then election day is it's December, December 11th. 11th. Yes. For, and that's from 7 to 7. Yes, but, you know, people are going to start getting their applications for ballots now. And so when they receive it, they have to make sure they send it back and apply for an application. Then they get their ballot. So they need to make sure that they do go through those steps first. How does one apply? So how, how do you apply? Do, do you know? They, they send them to the people over 65 or those have applied before. I see. They just automatically send it. It's usually a, a big white envelope and it says Harris County. And so they have to uh, fill it out and send it in. And that's a request for a ballot. And remind and so us, then they you, send you the ballot, then you fill it out and send it back. And Eva, remind us, you've been on the a trustee there for how long? I, I've been on there 12 years. So I say that I'm seasoned, I'm experienced, and I love helping the community and giving information to our students so that they can continue well, their education. And I know we can't do it all without God. So God comes first. So I thank God for for inspiring me and motivating me and keeping me healthy and strong. I remember we had you on the show a while back and you talked about, I mean, you're the real deal. You were an educator, a principal, everything, right? That's yes, yes, yes. I mean, this isn't just some sort of gateway to politics. This is about doing what you love, <laughs> which is helping young people and helping them learn and grow and become productive citizens in society, right? Yes, that's right. You know, it's it's in me. And so, you know, by talking and working with the community, you also know what their needs are. And the encouragement is to go to school, you know, go and get a certificate and get better and better yourself so that you can have a better life and help your family. So, yes. So I've seen it. I've worked with them. And that's why I'm so passionate about returning on the board to continuing the work. Well, that is wonderful. I'm going to give you a last word here. So what do you want to tell Houston about this election day here for the next 30 seconds? What do you want to tell us? I want to remind you that, yes, there is an election and that we need you to go out and vote. It's about education. So you'll have some other members that are on there as well as I'm going to be the only community college person that's there, so I need you to vote for me. So go out and vote right after Thanksgiving. Wobble, wobble to the polls and vote. Eva Laredo. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Eva Laredo. We'll see you soon. Wobble, Thank wobble you. to the polls. Isn't that a, isn't that a song where it goes wobble, wobble, wobble? What is that song? Isn't there a song like that? I don't know what that is. But we're going to have another... Um, uh, we're, uh, the song's going to come to an end here in a minute. I'm going to give you the whole last word for another two minutes before our song. Because what's very interesting, there was an old show called The Carol Burnett Show. Do you remember The Carol oh, Burnett yeah. Show? Oh, yeah. Okay. Tim what Conway. Wonderful. Yeah, remember Tim Conway with uh, Mrs. Wiggins. You remember he walked. Uh, and there was Lyle Wagner, the big, tall, handsome guy. And 
and uh, Harvey Corman, and they were always laughing at me. I mean, what a, they were, had a blast together. Well, Carol Burnett had ended the show. She'd sing the song, I'm so glad we had this time together. Because, you know, when you're having fun, when you're doing a show like this, you have callers, you have great guests. Time flies like that. Isn't it amazing? I want to give you the last word. And, and tell us about this wonderful bracelet that you want to show. And you've got people here watching on TV. And I want you to also say a nice minute or two about your sports marketing and whole management. Okay. All right. Well, this bracelet uh, is a restaurant me and my cousin had in Orlando, Florida uh, on Church Street. And it was called Lua Lois. And it stood for let us always love one another. And me and my cousin, we were always big on taking care of people, whether they're in our community, out of our community. If it was in our power, if we could do it, we would do it. And if we couldn't do it, we always knew somebody that could do it. And that's uh, once the restaurant closed, uh, RSJ Sports Marketing and Management, we started a five, uh, 501 called Professional Players United, which, you know, gets the older players that's retired, you know, a chance to get back in the community, a chance to do some events with us. So uh, no matter if it's football, basketball, baseball, it's still Professional Players United, even overseas players. And uh, what we did, we did a dry run in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is the home of NBA basketball, started at Springfield College. and. People don't understand, but in Springfield, Mass, they need help out there as well as, you know, the people in Houston. The average grade point average for a high school kid out there, it was shocking to me, was a 1.8. Oh, come on. I couldn't believe it. Ugh. So what we did, we put all these players together and said, hey, listen, we're going to do a free basketball camp in Springfield. You know, let them let the kids know there's still people outside of Springfield that's rooting for you, you know, to do a, have a better life. So we brought people in, athletes in to tell them, you know, everybody can't be an NBA player, but use this basketball platform to go to school, get an education, and come back and help the people in the community. It's, it's going to start with you. And uh, that's, uh, that's uh, what we, one of the things that we did with RSJ. But... We pride ourselves in, you know, simplifying the lives of professional because when you're in the NBA, NFL, MLB, everybody always wants something for you. And me, I just took these guys and said, hey, listen, you know, it's okay to do paid autograph signings, it's okay to do paid appearances, but you're already making millions of dollars. Do something for the people in those states that you're working Amen. in. Not just take the money because taxpayers paying your bill, but show them that you're happy to be there. Go there and do something for free because it's going to be those same people when you retire from wherever that state is, they're going to remember, oh, this guy showed up at my charity event. This guy showed up at my fundraiser. This guy has shook my son's hand and signed his jersey. And those are going to be the guys that offer you a place at their company at the end of your career when, when nobody else remembers who you are. They're going to remember what you did. You know, I think those, uh, those are powerful words. And, you know, there's a lot of great athletes out there that do so much for young people, right? There really are. Uh, any come to mind real quick? That you, Who do you admire if you had to say some athlete really? I know we're queued up the music. Let's go ahead because I want everyone to hear this song. But it, is there anyone that comes to your mind that you think, God, what a great model citizen? Uh, two, I'm going to give you an NFL player and an NBA player. Please. One is Mario Ellie. He, was, he helped big time in Springfield and loved it. And then the other one, hands down, Deuce McAllister. Nobody does more than Deuce. Me and him had a conversation and I- The football player? Yes. Oh, wonderful. For the Saints. And I told Deuce what my grandmother used to tell me, I'll never forget, she gave all my clothes away 
because I would get some more the next school year. I say, Grandma, I like those clothes. She was like, you'll get more. These kids will never have clothes like this. To whom much is given, much is required. And man, Deuce talked about that all the time. And Deuce, man, that guy's heart given. You can't beat him doing it. Nobody. Amen. This is to you, Deuce. Way to go. And Mario Ellie, way to go. Let's cue up that song. Please stay with us, especially everybody in uh, Facebook, the new Facebook name, uh, everything else. Let's go. Let's cue up that music. Let's stay on Facebook. Let's stay. Let's keep going. Turn it up a little bit there, Mr. Mr. Producer. This is brave. This is bruised. This is who I'm meant to be. This is me. Man, it just makes you want to just get going, doesn't it? I mean, you just want to just like, bam. And, and there's a big dance scene, and they're just all going crazy. All the oddities, the people that are, have oddities. I love it. Look out this year. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's right. When the sharpest words want to cut me down, I'm going to send a flood, going to drown them out. This is brave. This is proof. This is who I'm meant to be. This is me. It's amazing. What a great song. Uh, we'll probably play another song. There's another great one from that movie. That movie's just such a great movie. But, Jay, I want to get you um, near now on... Facebook Live, you're now on, and uh, it'll be recorded and stored. You're on uh, Spotify, you're on YouTube, you're on all those things. So you're still on. Okay. I know that your mom played a big role in your life. Oh, big time. Give us, was that your, I don't know, what's the right word, your rock? Was your mom your rock? Oh, yeah. My mom and dad was very instrumental. And I'll just be honest with you, you know, I'm, I don't like to lie to nobody but my parents because I care what they think. <laughs> but, but honestly, when I was, in, well, in my neighborhood in Chicago, you know, we lived in kind of a rough neighborhood, middle class, rough still. And I used to like to cut class, hang out with the big boys and everything like that. And I used to cut class so much that my mother had a note that came to the house, didn't even know, and she had a job working for the federal government. So one day, me and my childhood friend, we played all the sports together, we were cutting class. So he looked across the park, he was like, he come your mom. I'm like, mom, 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 mom's at work. He was like, no, I could tell Miss Raymond anyway, that's her. Her glasses fogged up, she pissed. So, <laughs> so that's we, how you so, knew. So it was getting ready to run, it's just like, James Raymond, Stephen Parker, you better not run. 
And so she comes up, grabs us, we walk into school, and the principal says, Ms. Raymond, would you like to see your office? And I'm like, office? She's just like, not now, I got business. Where are these two supposed to be at? She took us up to the biology teacher, asked him, is he missing students? He's like, just the ones I haven't seen since school started. Uh -uh. Stephen Parker and James Keith Raymond. He's like, well, this is James Keith Raymond, this is my son, this is Stephen Parker. We'll talk later, you won't have that problem no more. Took us downstairs to the principal office, and I'm like, what's going on? And he was like, well, Mr. Raymond, your mom just volunteered here at this high school to help us out and to help you survive. And she suspended me for two weeks out of school, suspended Steve for one week. And then after the two weeks, she sent me detention with my auntie, which was a real Bible beater. <laughs> like she, man, she called me everything under the sun in front of all my friends, telling me I was the worst thing in the world. All I did was cut class. So after that was over, I went to night school, went to summer school, and she said, ain't no son of mine not gonna graduate from American high school on time. And so I started digging in the books and then started going to some classes. There's a guy, uh, Mr. Charles Watson, you've probably seen him in Groundhog Day, Die Hard, that was my band teacher. He really helped my mom, inspire me to, to go to school, come to class. I wasn't never dumb, I just didn't go. So once I started going, I started doing my work, I mean, it just became natural, and my mom volunteered all three years. She didn't get not one dime, not one. Just, she just volunteered. The teachers felt so bad, they took up a collection to give to my mom just to pay her. And the thing about it was, it was just, to me, I could never forget that because I don't know nobody's parents that's going to quit their job making a great salary every year to volunteer at a high school to get nothing. And, um, you know, that right there was just so inspirational to me, so I had to make her proud. So out of class of 248, I graduated 46. And then I went on. Uh, I, had, I, I was a good writer in journalism. I went to the University of Chicago, got burnt out. Then I just started doing sports marketing media. I went to Full Sail University, which is a great, great school for anybody out there that wants to do sports media marketing, any kind of journalism, any kind of producing, anything. Look up Full Sail University. Go to the website. It's hands-on experience. They're going to give you all the tools. And just saying that we got more Oscars and Grammy. Uh, winners than anybody and nominees than any other school out there. Well, what's interesting is your mom may not have gotten paid anything, but yet she got everything. I'm on her retirement plan. <laughs> That's exactly right. She got you, and the truth, and if you don't mind me saying, she saved your life. She did. She saved your life. You have no idea. I, I mean, if I call my mom right now or my dad and ask her about any of my friends that I used to be with, they're going to say they all did. Yeah. Oh, he died last year. He died three years ago. He did that. Oh, he's living in his mother's basement. I mean, it's So in many crazy. ways, she gave up a lot, but yet she gained so much because she saw her son turn into a man yeah. and become a productive man who now is doing good things for others. It's amazing how that is. You know, it's interesting. In, in the black community, it's a lot like the Hispanic community where the mom is so, it's like the center of the universe. Yeah. Um, and so amen to your mom. Yep, great, great lady. Like, oh, she was just on TV last month. She's 84 years old, but rain, sleet, the snow. She has a, a food pantry at the church. She opens every Tuesday and Wednesday. She don't care if it's minus 30 degrees outside, rain, sleet, whatever. She's open, and they just uh, had her on TV a few weeks ago. My cousin told me they saw her up in the pantry, uh, fixing the bags, giving it to the people. Wow, and so, that is so great. Well, we're going to sign off. Let me just ask you, you can key, uh, can we cue up the music again? Cue, let's cue it up a little slowly. I want to give um, 
Jay, the last word here, because he's a, a good friend. And when I needed help to really help others, because I didn't know where to turn to get masks, I couldn't find any. I couldn't find any sanitizer. I couldn't find any baby wipes. I couldn't find anything. And Boris Miles says, I know exactly who to call. And it wasn't Ghostbusters. It was Jay Raymond. And man, he was Johnny on the spot, as they say. And I, he would come in with big boxes, and the boxes would stack up this tall. And we did a lot of good with all that. That's, the, that's what it's all about. You take the last word. Well, all I have to say to everybody out there that's watching, this gentleman right here is a great man to be associated with. And just helping him help other people, I think that blessed our business. I mean, we're not a big farm, so we're not a CVS or a Walgreens, but just, just being able to bless him, to bless everybody else and help people, you know, at least try to protect themselves against this virus was a great experience. It's nothing I wouldn't do for this gentleman. And I just want everybody to know, if you haven't got vaccinated, Please just go do it. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to kill you. I got vaccinated and I got the cheapest one. I got Johnson & Johnson. One shot wonder, you know, but just do, do, do your part to help. Think about your grandmother. Think about that auntie you may stay with. Think about your mother that you might be taking care of. You know, think about the kids, you know, because nowadays the young kids are getting in and dying. So, you know, just do your part to help save us and, you know, and just, just do what God would do. Help somebody. Amen. Houston. This was a tip from Gilbert. We're here every Monday, 11, 11.45, of course, on KWWJ. Keep walking with Jesus. I love saying that. 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. You can always call us on 832-570-8075. You can email me at atipfromgilbert at gmail.com. Facebook, we're all there. Houston, make sure you vote. It's not enough to just say, God, I don't like how this works. I don't like how that works. My goodness, if you don't like how something's going on, go vote. Make your voice heard. Early voting, November 29th to December 7th. Election day, December 11th, 7 to 7. You heard it here. So thank you, and we'll be back next week. Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then.